Hi, welcome to Engineering Leadership Insights, a podcast where I share practical steps and perspectives that engineering leaders and technical leaders can begin to apply to make them better at managing and transform their teams and hopefully make you indispensable in your organizations. In this episode, I'm going to be talking to executive coach and former mechanical engineer Steve Hinden, and we're going to explore why engineers and technical leaders struggle when sitting at the leadership table. Now, I have to apologize up front. The quality of this recording isn't the greatest. I have been having some technical difficulties, and hopefully my sound guys have been able to sort it in future episodes. So I do want to apologize for that, but you will definitely enjoy this interview, and um, I'll see you guys in the interview. So today we have Steve Hinton. He's an executive coach, and he's going to give us some his own perspective on some of the challenges leaders face, especially engineering leaders. Steve, thank you for agreeing to be on the podcast. Thank you. And um, before we start into the, the uh, topic proper, would, you, would it be okay for you to give a brief overview, a little bit about your background, who you are, and, what bring, yeah, sure, and what's brought sure. you up to this point? Okay, yes, well, I'm an engineer. I'm a mechanical engineer. I, uh, I was actually sponsored by the railway in the UK uh, to go to university many years ago. And uh, so I had a year uh, um, on the shop floor before I went to university. I went to Imperial College in London to do mechanical engineering. Then I went back into the railway and was in, the, in engineering management for another sort of eight or nine years before moving into the private sector uh, railway engineering um, activity through the medium of a buyout. We did a management buyout of okay. part of a, uh, a railway plant, a um, heavy overhaul and manufacturing plant in Doncaster in South Yorkshire. Um, and um, I ran that for about six years um, and then needed a change, ended up uh, with some colleagues starting a management consultancy. Um, um, so the consultancy side was quite interesting, um, but we also moved into training and development, uh, leadership training, and coaching. Um, and we worked with all sorts of organizations, but you know, manufacturing, engineering companies, as well as public sector organizations. Um, and um, uh, that company uh, was, I think I ran that for about 18 years. Um, and then I wanted another change, so I started this coaching business about six years ago, focusing more exclusively on, on senior coaching. So one-to-one work and team coaching. And again, uh, quite a focus on technical, technically based businesses, whether it's um, engineering, manufacturing, distribution, utilities, those sorts of things. Plus, I also do some work in the, in the National Health Service with clinicians and, and, and managers and occasionally with uh, universities, again, with academics and with, with managers. So fairly broad spectrum. Uh, I'm also uh, just recently um, started um, being involved in, a, in an automotive uh, component startup. Uh, I'm a fifty percent shareholder in a small company down in, in Sussex um, that's using a technique or a, 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 a process called turbo expansion um, to um, boost the power of turbocharged engines and, and provide better fuel consumption and emissions. So that's quite interesting. So I'm quite busy, as you can imagine. It sounds like you have been quite busy. Junior manager, generally where you're a bit more hands-on right. just by the, by the, the scale of the organisation. Yeah. Um, and then the other sort of, of, of person that I might get involved in are the ones who perhaps have got into a bit of trouble 
So for some reason, their career has stalled. Um, and uh, in a lot of big companies, uh, you know, if you have a poor annual review, then they're on your case pretty quickly. And uh, the more enlightened ones tend to put a bit of coaching support in to help the individual get back on track, basically. And quite often that's back to there's some personal things going on in their life, outside of work that's impacting. Uh, or more usually, the relationship they've got with either their boss or the, the wider sort of senior colleague um, uh, environments. And, and it's that sort of um, relationship issues, those sort of relationship issues and, and their sort of um, orientation towards that that we often tend to work on. Um, uh, so again, so, that, so, so both of those are reasons really for co- focusing more on the senior people uh, in an organization. Plus, of course, they're the ones that often have the biggest impact uh, they're the ones that can screw it up <laughs> quicker than most than everybody else. Um, so it's important that they're actually performing properly right. and, and working together as a top team. So that's the other focus, really, excuse me, <coughs> which is how do you make good senior people operate as a good, effective senior leadership team? Mm, yes. It's not necessarily the same thing. No, it's not. Um, I've, I've found with uh, quite a few of the companies I've worked with, and the more technical people, they... Yep. They've been performing quite well individually, so they were really yep. good individual contributors. Yep. And when coming together, yep. they actually became a severely. I'm thinking of two or three examples in my mind, but these companies, these senior leaders became severely underperforming. Um, frightfully so. Yep, yep, yep. And, and I think that's because, you know. A lot of management education is about, you know, individual activity and how you how you do stuff. Um, and, and, and while there is uh, work on, you know, relationships and, 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 and working together, there's, there's relatively uh, less stuff on, well, how, how do you know that your team is a high-performing team? You know, what is a high-performing team in, in terms of a leadership team of an organization or a technical department or whatever? Um and these are issues that people don't often discuss. And so, so often the leaders, individual leaders sitting around the table, haven't really thought about, well, what does it mean to be sitting at, at the leadership table? What, what's my role as a member of this leadership team? Um, and how do we know as a team that we're doing a great job or not? Um, rather than me just reporting on my function or my department or, or whatever, or just trying to keep quiet and, <laughs> and after the firing line so I don't get any more, more, more things to do. Um, uh, we've all been in meetings like that, haven't we? Yeah. Um, so that's really where I then start to work with the with the with the senior senior team is, and and that's usually with the chief executive to say, look, you know, the problems that we've got, you've got probably are arising because you know the top team is not operating to its potential, and let's think about that and let's break that down. And then of course once you do that, start to do that analysis and that that discussion and use the right tools, then you know you're back to the you change the people or you change the people, don't you? Um, uh, either they're going to become you know, welded together and work beautifully together or one or two individuals might have to go, mm-hmm. have to get some other people in. But that's, that's back to the, obviously working with the CEO to, to make those decisions. Do you find um, sometimes you get chief executives and CEOs who, who are the problem? Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, I've got one at the moment, one of my customers uh, in distribution and very successful business. Not a huge business, but a very successful, uh, great leadership team. I've worked with them for three years nearly, mm-hmm. made great strides. And suddenly, over the last couple of months, the wheels have started to come off. Um, really? Uh, yep, yeah, and it is down to the individual, the CEO, has got some something's going on, and I, I haven't managed to I haven't managed to nail him down yet. Um, one of my tasks over the next two weeks is to. Well, in fact, I've got a workshop with him in a couple of weeks' time, so I'm going to be bottoming it then. I hope, but something has not is not quite right, and and that's him. Uh, and he's causing all sorts of anxiety and distress in his board colleagues because they don't know what's 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 going on. Um, so suddenly, you know, what is a really solid organisation, <laughs> you know, almost overnight, suddenly starts to look a bit, a bit flaky at the top. And of course, you know, leaders have this delusion sometimes that, you know, if they, if they talk about things behind closed doors, then nobody else will know about them. Mm. Uh, but of course, you know, the rumour machine operates at the speed of light. Um, and people's demeanour uh, speaks so loudly. You know, you come out of a meeting and even though you don't say anything, you know, the staff, the secretaries, the, whoever, the, whoever is in the office at the time or, you know, around, knows exactly what's, what that meeting's been like, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and they can tell, you know, instantaneously. Um, so if there's something not quite right, then everybody knows. And I find, yeah. when, I find um, when things like that happen, where there's something going on in the leadership cater and yep. they're not talking about it, the, yep. you know the saying, nature abhors a vacuum. The, yes, yes. Ru- the rumor mill of the organization based on what people can piece together will, fill it, will create a story. Oh, absolutely. And that oh, story that's... often is, in quotes, more true hmm? than the actual truth. Yep, yep, no, absolutely. And, and, and you know, that, that's, that's humanity. That's what people do. Um, they, they like to gossip. But also, you're absolutely right. If there's no, no, no information coming, then we'll make it up. Um, but we'll make it up on based, based on all those often non-verbal things yeah. that we pick up. All the clues. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, you know, people are very skilled at that. Uh, that's, how we, that's how we get along in, in society, isn't it? We pick up all these, these signals, often subconsciously. Um, so it's no real surprise that people suss stuff out. Um, so the only surprising thing is that the senior people think <laughs> they're being so clever by not telling anybody. <laughs> I remember I was doing a, a workshop with some um, engineering execs, and... Mm. I, I, talk, I brought this, I, we were talking about ghosting, and I call ghosting employees when, you, when someone is terminated and no yep. one is told why. Oh, okay, yeah. And I asked them, um, so when you do that, like you fire a middle manager, you fire you know, someone who's manage, a, a member of a team, do you think the other people don't notice the person's gone? <laughs> yeah, yeah, great question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and the sort of corollary to that is when there is somebody causing problems and, you know, and, and the senior manager agonised about firing this middle manager, mm-hmm. you know, what's everybody else going to think? And, of course, when they eventually get around to it, all the, everybody else says, well, on earth did it take you so long? You know, we all knew that that guy was, a, was an idiot. Um, uh, you know, why didn't you fire him six months ago? Um, if you were doing your job properly, that's what you'd have done, which sometimes is, it comes as a bit of a big surprise to the senior people who sort of think, people might be thinking the opposite um, but generally people don't want to have plonkers in their team do they mm, uh, wow. 
maybe they want to work with good people and they don't like it when they see in their perception that you know senior management are giving people an easy ride um, uh, and then get away with things that you know, they, they, they're not being allowed to get away with. Um, so we've talked about a few things on this podcast. Um, I do have a question for you. What sure. would you say a major challenge, um, a major challenge faced by engineering leaders is? Something that you've witnessed, and what kind of impact would that challenge have? Sure. Um, well, I think. I mean, you know, we, we we talked earlier about you know the the, the you know what, what what's different about you know uh, helping people in an, uh, engineering leaders compared with leaders in other other functions or or specialisms. Um, and I think what I observe often in, in, in the engineering environment is the sort of failure to give value, give value to and to understand, um, I guess, the sort of the emotional interpersonal motivations of people. Right. Um, so because, you know, engineers tend to be you know, pretty logical and practical and da 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 you know, um, and sometimes subconsciously I think they, they, they perhaps either don't appreciate or don't value this, what's often sort of derogatorily called softer skills or softer issues. And of course, they're not soft at all. They're extremely hard and difficult. Um, but you know, if you don't give value to the to the uh, to understanding what what it is that makes people do what they do or not do, then you're going to find life as a leader very difficult. Mm-hmm. And that obviously applies to the behaviour that you have with your staff, um, to your customers. Um, but as you get more senior, the, the key uh, understandings that you need to have are how are your colleagues, you know, your future board colleagues, for example, how are they going to react to you and how should you react to them? How do you manage your boss or your boss's boss? Yeah. And how do you manage the perception of, you know, the wider leadership of the organization of you? Because if you want to progress and, and be thought of properly um, by the by the you know, the rest of the, the leadership card, you you need to manage that. You need to manage that that perception. And and I find a lot of engineering um, uh, people with engineering background find that more difficult than others to get their heads around. Um, and first of all, appreciate it and understand it and accept it, mm-hmm. and then to figure out well, how am I going to change that perception? What could, how can I change the way people people see me? And of course, there's hundreds of ways of doing it if you get the right the right assistance. Uh, um, could you give an example, maybe, of a scenario where a leader hasn't been as aware of these softer, hippy-dippy... Um, yes, absolutely. Um, the there's a particular, yeah, so a particular individual, it's actually in a utility business um, rather than a, a manufacturing company, but the principles are the same. So this guy uh, was one of those ones, like I said earlier, was a bit in trouble. He had a dodgy review, um, and we were trying to... I was trying to help him think about well, why, why has he got that review and then what could he do to change uh, the perception uh, of the others. And the first thing we did was, well, figure out, well, who are these others? Who are we actually talking about you need to be influencing? And just that exercise in itself was really helpful for him because he suddenly realised he wasn't just his boss. He had to be thinking about and working with and, and, and influencing in a positive way, a whole raft of senior people across the company. Right. Um, 
and then we started to break it down to say, well, okay, if that's they're the people you need to influence, well, how are we going to go about it? What's 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 going to change their perception of you? Um, and we, we we did some very interesting work about you know the difference. You know, what is the difference between you know perception and reality? <laughs> um, but of course, you know, from a from a point of view of, of of the person you're interacting with, there isn't a difference. You know, to them, perception is reality. Yeah. So the fact that you, they think that you are, you know, not competent means you're not competent. So therefore, you have to change their perception. So how do you go about that? Um, and so we did quite a lot of work with him, trying to help him not just understand what the perception of others was of him, but how he could then influence that and change it. And yeah, we, we, we got him back on track and, you know, he got promotion and, and, you know, he had a much better self, not, not just a self-awareness, but also an awareness of what it was that was motivating these, these other senior people or more senior people and what it was, what were the triggers that would, would change and develop and, and, and modify their perception of him. Um, so that was that was a I think a, a very good example of of those those issues being sort of identified and then addressed. Sounds like it. So when going back to your example, because it's a really interesting example you gave. Can yep. you just share with us one thing that you got him to start doing differently or to stop doing? Uh, yeah, I um, uh, I got him to. We did. We used. Um, uh, a very simple tool called Jahari Window, which I'm sure you're familiar with, which which is a, a way of understanding you know, how much you reveal of yourself to others, and, and what do you what do you sort of hold um, behind the, a wall, if you like. So, you know, what what do you think about yourself that you don't let other other people see, and and that's really helpful to understand how people are perceiving you or not perceiving you. And and, and what I got him to do was spend time or make time with these people to talk about some of these relationship issues rather than just stick to the, you know, I've got to come to have a meeting with you about Project X um, and all we do is talk about Project X. You know, make sure you have time to talk about you and their perception of you, um, which, again, is, is, is quite unusual. Most, most senior people don't do that. They just rush from meeting to meeting and, 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 and are very focused and do, do the important stuff, you know. But actually the really important stuff is, you know, how are we getting on, you know, how do you see me, what, what, what can I do to be doing better or differently? Oh, and by the way, if you did this better or differently, that would help me too. Um, and uh, that, that's the biggest change, I think. He, 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 he got that big time and started to do it. And, of course, that then started to, to, to continue to change the perception of these other people because they suddenly realised that, hmm, actually this guy's, A, a lot better than we thought, and B, he's changed. You know, he's, he's, more, he's more interactive, he's more helpful, he's more open. That's cool. Yeah, we like, we like it. Okay. Um, another question, just following up from that. You've given us a very, very, really good example of what that you did in that, in that situation. Yep. For a lot of the engineers or the scientists who listen to this podcast, yep. um, what if you had to give a single piece of advice, maybe yep. if you're feeling generous, but at least one piece of advice on yep. what they can do to, to be better at, to yep. be more aware of or better at handling the soft, hippy, dippy stuff, what would that be? Um, well, I think there's two bits of advice. One is, and I, I would say this, wouldn't I, as a coach, but <laughs> actually get some help because... Um, get a coach 
uh, get the organisation to pay for it uh, if you can, um, because it's a very effective way of, of, of developing these skills. Um, and the reason it's so effective is because it's one-to-one, uh, so you don't have to go away for a week and sit in a class, you know, where only sort of 10% of it is actually relevant to you. Um, you, 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 you do it in small, smaller bite-sized chunks. Uh, you have to do lots of work in between the sessions, but, um, and of course it's customized to you, which is really helpful. Um, um, so that, that, that starts then to put value on your development in your eyes, but also in the company. You know, you're, you're having a conversation with the, with, the, with, the, with the company to say, I really want to progress. I want to get on. I want to be a better leader um, in this engineering business. And I want you to support me. And I want to take this seriously. So that's the first thing. Um, and then to support that and in parallel with that, do some reading. You know, just as you would if you were, you know, you had a technical problem or an issue, you go and you go and you go and mug up on it, wouldn't you? You go and read the papers and you, you know, do some research. Um, well, just you can just you can do the same thing on, on all this interpersonal leadership stuff, can't you? Um, uh, um, I mean, some people could do could do that on its own. I suspect most people they wouldn't be as effective. Uh, 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 if, they, if they just tried to do that, rely on that on its own, mm-hmm. and didn't get some coaching assistance as well, yeah. um, uh, just just as in fact, just as you would with a technical problem, because you know, go and read it up, and then you go and talk to somebody, wouldn't you? So I've done, I've done a bit of research. I think I think the problem's this, and the solution's that. What do you reckon? And you'd have a debate about it, wouldn't you? Um, and and that's, that's exactly what you do with your coach. Um, and the coach is there to. Well, a to a to help you understand what the what the issues are, b to help you understand what you want to do and where you want to go, um, and 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 c to give you the tools and, and techniques as you progress. But as you get more senior, you know, should you then say, okay, I've, I've made it now. I don't need a coach anymore. Well, I, I would disagree. I'd say it gets even more important. But the coach relationship changes because you know you've got a lot of the tools and techniques now. You know, you've got the experience. Your coach becomes um, more of a thinking partner. Mm-hmm. So when you've got stuff to, to work on, your coach is there to help. They're not going to tell you what to do, but they'll help you uh, work it through and, and come up with your, your you know, uh, authentic understanding and your authentic uh, plan and, and, and direction as to what you're going to do about it. I think I have an interesting analogy about that. Um, I, I meet a lot of managers and executives who feel, yeah, I'm, I'm senior now. I'm the regional vice yep. president, North American VP. I, I think I, I have it sorted. But, you know, the yes. frontline guys should have the coaching. Yeah. The example I give is you take some of the best athletes, yep. and they probably invest significantly more in coaching. Yep. And. They're not going to say, yeah, because I am Hussein Bolt, I'm the fastest man. I don't need any coaching anymore. I'm good. No, they don't. Nope. They invest a lot nope. in it because Absolutely. they want to stay the best. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, but you know, I use that analogy too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think I also agree with you about the technical support. I mean, many of these companies have a technical assurance authority or a technical authority where yep. if you're having a, a um, electrical issue, you're doing an electrical design or, or installation, you should take your design to a technical authority who signs yep. it off, who will review it yep. and sign yep. it off. 
And a technical authority, if I'm an electrical engineer, I've gone through, I've been educated four years, I've a master's, maybe five or six years. Yeah. I have been trained, you know, brought up through the company in a grad scheme or an apprenticeship. I've had a boss who's managed me and mentored me technically. So I'm now yeah. taking my design to a technical authority. I may have five, six, seven years experience. And the technical authority may have, you know, 10, 20, 15 years experience. And they sign off that. Leadership, the more leadership people issues are things that we know have a huge impact, but we don't yep. have that level of training or experience. And yet right. I think I can do it by myself. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it? Mm -hmm. That powerful value is put on it. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yep, good. Okay, so I think we've covered a lot in the time we have, Steve. Excellent. Great um, stuff. <laughs> Um, if people want to get a hold of you to find out if they you know, get more information or possibly work sure. with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, there's a number of ways. One is you can look at my website, which is hintonshearline.co.uk. That's S-H-E-E-R. Mm -hmm. um, and on there, you can sign up for our newsletter and uh, see our blogs, etc. Okay. I'm on Twitter, at Steve N. Hinton. And you can get me on LinkedIn. If you just search for Steve Hinton, you'll find me on LinkedIn. Okay. Well, if you could do us a favor and just if, um, I'll give me those links, I will put them in the notes for the podcast so people Super. can yep. just click them below and get there right away. Absolutely. That's fantastic. All right. Well, it's been great talking to you. I've definitely learned one or two things. Well, I feel a lot more than one or two. But... Excellent. Well, it's been great talking to you as well, Jimmy. I wish you, uh, you and your, um, your clients all the best in the future. Thanks for listening to the interview, guys. I hope you found it useful. Um, if you have any questions about things that Steve touched on, please feel free to get a hold of him. I put his contact information in the notes for this podcast. You can also get a hold of me about something Steve has mentioned or really anything to do with technical leadership or leadership in general. You can get a hold of me at hello at fullerjimmy.com. Better still, why don't you join our new Facebook group for technical and engineering leaders? I have left the link for that in the show notes too. I look forward to hearing from you guys in the group or via email. And um, until next time, take care.